How about this one from the Burbs? Oh, Ricky Butler says. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's great. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. Fun and laughs and spirits There's just one place to go It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show Whiskey Tequila Friday Show With my boys, Matt and Drew Happy Friday, Drew Happy Friday, Matt And happy Friday to everybody And welcome to another episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, we drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate. All right. So I am Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter. And with me, my agave compadre, Drew. I am here. How are you? Fantastic. So we am excited got a, for this one. We've got a pretty nice show here yeah. tonight. So as you guys know, I bring one bottle, Drew brings one bottle. And so I don't know if we necessarily have a theme tonight, but... Maybe it's two bottles that go really well together, and I'm really liking what one is bringing out in the other. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Let's do it. My bottle is the Bullet Bourbon Single Barrel Edition. This is a Malloy's store pick. I will tell all about it. I'll geek out a little story. Yeah. And what was your bottle? So I brought the Pasote... Añejo, and I uh, will geek out about this a little bit too, but I am bringing it from the original 1579 distillery. Yeah, we were talking about how a lot of these distilleries are changing. They're leaving yeah. one gnome. Yeah, That's the yeah, N-O-M. A lot, a lot of the brands. Yeah, some of these distilleries yeah. the, are selling off these brands, I feel like. Right, and so... Our fear is that when they change to a different distillery, will they keep that confirmed additive free? Will, will it, it taste even, the same? Will it even taste the same? Right. right. Will it be a different product, a different label, different bottle? So 1579 is one of our favorites. This is El Pendillo. Oh, yeah, the G4. G4. Yeah. One of our favorites. Yes. And when we look on Tequila Matchmaker, I'm just going to read off all the scores. Okay. 88, 88, 88, 89, 90, 90, 88, 90. So the panel they, is fond of this. They love G4. We <laughs> love G4. Yeah. They're leaving that. So Pasote is leaving. Okay. Right? A bottle that we're going to feature in a upcoming episode Yeah. is made there. I kind of want to keep it quiet for right now. Right? Artinome. Yeah. This is tequila. Right. This is special stuff. When you think tequila, you should be thinking Pandillo. You should be thinking Gnome 1579 and G4. And Pesote left. They went to 1584. When I saw that these were the 1579 bottles, I scooped them up. Yep. They're still available. There's tons out there. Right. But they're going to be gone at some point. Yeah. Check the back of the bottle. Check the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. Look for that NOM number. And then download your Tequila Matchmaker app. You got it. Double check it. Make sure that it's the right one. 
And if it is, you'll want to get it, as you will find out in this show. <laughs> right. All right, so back in April, and I'm, we're not quite sure when we'll drop this episode, but in April of 2022, I was invited to go along with Steve to do some barrel picks for the year. And we, we all went down, there were six of us, went down to Kentucky. It was a great trip. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that once before in one of our other episodes, but this one was the first distillery. This was Monday morning, 9 a.m. Oh. We met at the Bullet Distillery. It was kind of rainy that day, kind of a rainy, misty, cloudy day. Okay. And the first thing I noticed was that there were no cars anywhere in the parking lot. And my fear was, oh my gosh, you know, someone messed up or we're not going to be able to get in or it's closed today and... We aren't, we're not going to get to do this. Well, to my surprise, they were closed, but the single barrel rep, she pulled right in with us and was unlocking the door to let us in, and we all walked in together, and we really got this VIP type of treatment because there was nobody, not another single soul in the entire building. Oh, it's perfect. And so it was a great tour, she went around, took us, you know, to the distillery, showed us everything. They they do it right. It's fairly new, so they have it geared towards tourism, right? So you see the the mashing and the fermenting and the distilling. You see all those stages of everything. Right. They really kind of geek out on their yeast strains. They have some different yeast that kind of imparts fruity notes or floral notes or whatever. And after that great tour, we then and went down into the basement. Do you get to tour the yeast strain? Is there a yeast stop on the tour? Well, there, there was. Yeah, there's like stations. There's like stations where they talk about right, yeah. the grain and stations where they talk okay. about the barrel. And there was a yeast station. And they had these great big large like discs that looked like those Petri dishes, but they were blown up okay. to show kind of more of a what what you would see under a microscope. They would show like the different characteristics of how one yeast might be this or that and might impart kind of a floral note. And then this yeast is different. It might impart more of a fruity note. So it was very interesting. Yeah. All right. So I'm kind of calling you out, but no, (laughs) you got me. Yeah. It was amazing. It was really, it was really a neat, a neat tour. And so then obviously the best part was going down to the basement and having Four glasses of bourbon just waiting for us. Now, this is right after breakfast. This is this is right after breakfast. Oh, Nine, did you eat porridge and water? <laughs> I I purposely did not have coffee. Oh, okay, okay. That was the one thing. I, I, just, I just had water, and then we had whatever. Danish is a hotel complimentary type I breakfast. Gotcha. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. One little sidebar. We had a few pours the night before. Now, when you say few, do you mean, <laughs> do you really mean a few or do you mean a ton? Well, th- there's this bottle. It's lately, it's been the bane of my existence. It, it's the, it's the Stellum, uh-huh. the black barrel, okay. the black label rye, Stellum black rye. Okay. That thing is stout. You know, it's over like 119 proof or something like that, but it goes down. Like an yeah, eighty proof whiskey, right, right? Yeah. So, 
I get myself in trouble a couple of times during this, the journey of that bottle. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, it's gone. I've, I've killed that bottle, but... I gotcha. So anyway, so we had a few pours, and I woke up with a wee bit of a hangover. Mm. <laughs> and I was a little bit afraid that I wasn't going to be able to do this, you know? Like, okay. I had, I think I had maybe like a granola bar and a glass of water. That was all I had okay. for, for breakfast because well, they, I... Yeah, pretty brave you know, not to have a little bit of coffee. Well, I, I didn't, I wasn't in the mood to put anything in my stomach until we were like... <laughs> Literally in the parking lot, uh, waiting uh-huh. for our rep to open the door. But anyway, so we get down there, and we sit down, and I take a nose and a sip of the first one. And it was kind of like, you know, the the hair of the dog. You know, it, it brought me back to life. So it was... <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. But thankfully, we all were able to kind of agree on the tastings, and then... Our rep, she was so great to us. She said, you know, I have two more barrels I can pull out. And we were like, well, yeah. This is the one who pulled out the extra barrels because well, you guys were just having a great time. That oh, happened, that happened a couple twice. Times. Okay, excellent. So of the five and six that she brought out, and we all just agreed right away, this one's, this one's is the one. You know? Okay. And so again, for those that don't know, a single barrel is just one barrel of whiskey. Sometimes bottled at barrel proof. Sometimes it's proof down to what the distillery wants to do. If they want to stick with like a 107 or a yeah, 110. Yeah, or sure. Knob Creek does a 120. And that's, I think, more or less because then they can keep the label consistent. If the proof is always changing, okay, someone's got to write in with a marker you know, 10, <laughs> 10 million times, 119.6 or whatever. Right, yeah. So this is 104 proof. Okay. So I'm assuming it's proof, proof down, down to, a little to bit. that. Okay, you fair know. enough, fair enough. But it's just a great single barrel expression because you do get some deviations from the normal bullet bourbon. Bullet by itself is a great bourbon. Get some spicy notes. It's kind of a high rye mash bill. Mm-hmm. But this one is a departure because you get a lot of fruit. And I've talked enough. Let's get in here. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What are you getting on the nose? My, my best description is, is the, the uncle that smokes cigars. Okay. Maybe he has a jacket. And in that jacket, there's a couple of like orange marmalade <laughs> packets. So you get that jelly and that tobacco. You got the weirdest uncles I've ever <laughs> met. But no, I I get like peaches. Hey, Unc. <laughs> that a marmalade packet in your pocket. Are you just happy to see me? But I oh get like gosh. peaches and apricots and just a little hint of tobacco. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I was saying earlier, you could tell me that this was aged in like a peach brandy cask, and I would believe you. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of fruit There's there. a good fruit. There's a good I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this out there. There's a good stone fruit. Oh it's yeah. peaches, it's plums. Yep. It's not to the point of being prunes and raisins. No, but apricots. You get some apricots in yeah. there. Which I think is a stone fruit, right? Yes. It's got the yep. pit. Got the pit. Yep. And just me personally, I love when you can pull out fruit 
in bourbon. Yeah. You know, my 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 go-to, my daily drinker, that Evan Williams 1783 small batch with the raspberry note, you know. Mm. I just love a good fruit note in, sure. in bourbon. You ready? Yes, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Pretty mouth-watering. Very. I loved the balance of the high sweet notes, like the fruit, the apricot, a little bit of caramel and vanilla, but really the fruit is more forward than those vanillas and caramels. But then on that back note, you get that oak. There's a yes. there's a sweet oak and that yes. little bit of tobacco note that kind of carries the bottom, those right. little lower tones right. of that note. Have you had Grand Marnier? Yes. That started to remind me of Grand Marnier because of that fruit, the orange. Although I think Grand Marnier might even have a touch of cognac in it. Is, is that I what separates so. cognac yeah, right. or Grand Marnier from, like, say, Cointreau? Yeah, or, right. Just a regular liqueur. Right. Yeah. Wasn't, no, getting, right. wasn't getting the cognac notes, but I got that kind of orange flavor. And then, yes, right into bourbon, oaky, leather, tobacco. It was... Yeah, awesome. so it's almost like they age this in a Grand Marnier cask or something like that. Right, like it's just right. got that little hint of it. It's got a good bit of fruit instead of just this, I don't want to say stereotypical corn sweetness, because a ton of bourbons put out corn sweetness and it's delicious. Yeah. But it's different than yeah, other no, it, ones. It, it still has some bourbon notes to it, but... There's yeah, a there's, there's a something ton of extra. Those. Yeah. yeah. This is very, like I said, very different from your Typical bullet. I like it. Sip number two. All right. For you, was it a little less hot? Because this is my this is my take on this bottle. This is my second bottle, by the way. Okay. okay. I've already gone. I've already killed the first one. Yeah. Fair this, enough. This at 104 proof, it's sneaky good because the first sip was kind of hot. The second sip, yeah, much more smoother. Not as hot. And that's what gets you into trouble because it it, it tastes like a 90 <laughs> proof. Because it, it sips like an 80, <laughs> but it's really 104. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how hot I thought the first one was, but I can see where you're going with this. It's a little smoother it, on the second sip. It's getting a little yeah. bit easier to put down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, let's do this one more time. All right. Uno mas. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Third sip, orange marmalade. A lot of orange, yes. And a little more barrel notes, too. I'm yeah. getting a nice long finish. I'll give you that. With some oak spice. I, I wouldn't call it tannic, but but there is like drying and mouth-watering things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like the oak can dry your mouth, and then the fruit can make it mouth-watering. And that's where you get a nice balance of that. At the that's moment, good. it is still on the shelf at Malloy's. It might not be there long, but, you know, it's fifty nine ninety nine. It's a great value. And Bullet's huge. Yes. I mean, it... So it stands that even if you can't get this bottle, because you're out of the Chicago right. area... There are other Bullet single barrels out there, yes. Absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of them have this profile. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be pulling from the same batches, and they're going to have some that are fruitier, some that are more floral, but yes, absolutely. One interesting thing, our barrel rep, her name was Melissa, 
She was great to us. We yeah. had a wonderful experience. Just saw on the recent news that she got a new job. She's actually the brand ambassador and master taster now at Old Forester. What? Yeah. So how The great... dream job, the master taster. Yes, this was the job that uh, Jackie Zykin left to go do her thing with uh, Hidden Barn with the Neely Family Distillery. But okay. the brand ambassador, master taster is a huge role at a place like Old Forester because it's a huge distillery. Right. And they're doing some really interesting things. And I'm excited for her to see what she's going to bring to the table because she was giving us some really good notes along with the tasting experience we had on that Monday morning. And I'm just, I'm thrilled for her and I hope oh, that, you know, awesome. it, it goes well. Yeah, that's How cool. How great would it be to get back down there to do an Old Forester single barrel and then to see her at... Old Forester. Yeah. That would be She awesome. won't be there on Monday morning when well, they're closed and, and, at and, this point. And she won't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So it was what really, a cool, really cool tie-in there. Is Old Forester owned by the same oh, conglomerate no, no, as, as Bullet no. Diageo? Yeah, Bullet Diageo and Old Forester is Brown Foreman. So Brown Foreman gotcha. owns Jack Daniels, yeah. Old yeah. Forester. And uh, so, yeah, kind of, kind of a completely separate... So, I That's can't wait to move on to the next orange oh label my here. Gosh. Yeah, that's too funny that they both have an orange label. I don't know that that was. It wasn't picked that way. But when we tasted these together, we knew they had to be. Yeah. Just like they do on Seinfeld. There's a show. That's a show. That's. <laughs> right. <laughs> How many Seinfeld references is that? All of them. <laughs> All of them. And you just said Uno Mas earlier. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like we have to explain that before we started recording this, we geeked out for over an hour on movies. Right. We started one at one and just went from tangent to tangent how, to tangent. Can you recall? In that hour, how many movies did we discuss? Oh. Can you name them all? Probably a hundred. We named a whole bunch of them. Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. G.I. Jane. Yep. Then you you went through the whole list of Kurt Russell's IMDb. That, that was that was really just that was really just to to okay. figure out the arc. Right. The Golden Child. Golden Child. We discussed. We talked about Rush Hour. With Rush Hour. Una which Mas. is Una Mas. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Stripes. <laughs> Back to the nineteen ninety seven. Documentary G.I. Jane. We went back to G.I. Jane a yeah, lot. Because you were a big fan of that I, movie. I am. And you're upset that I'm not. It kind of bums me out. <laughs> well, invite me over, pour some tequila, I'll watch whatever you want to put on That's the only seven movies, and I feel like we covered more. I think we did. Well, like I said, we just went from ten. We were all, it was like a ping pong match. We were all yes. over the place. So there were at least three more movies, and then we started talking about albums. Yeah, once we get into music, then it's yeah, out of forget it. Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right. Mm. This is the Pasote Añejo from 1579, El Pendillo, Felipe Camarena. And next to the Reposado, <laughs> you can't even tell a difference in color. No. Ever so slightly at the right angle. 
It's light. It's delicate. When you first poured it, you said pumpkin, and I thought you were crazy. And then I stuck my nose in there, and it was a pumpkin. Now, we've also been sipping on smelling on the whiskey. Right. And I wonder if the fruit... Some of the caramel might impart impart some of that. Right. But then we also got a grassy note, a hay note. And when we were... Sipping this originally, we were getting a lot of like fresh cut grass or fresh cut hay. Yeah. And then today, it's butternut squash or pumpkin. And a little funky note in there, which is why... A little funky. Which is why we often will open a bottle just to taste it with every intention of leaving some air in the bottle to do it again later. Yeah. Because we believe that these bottles change over time with a little bit, just that little bit of pour taken out of it. It's also good to know, like, first impressions. When you first pour a tequila or a whiskey, mm-hmm. don't don't dismiss it right away. Put it back in your shelf, enjoy your other libations, and then go back to that yeah. bad boy because <laughs> right. it, might, it might surprise you. This is really dynamic. And I love how it can be so, so balanced with so many different things and yet have... Hardly any color at all. Right. Confirmed additive-free. It is. So they don't need to add anything. They're not going to add anything. Right. Now, this one is, again, coming from 1579. It has since switched to 1584. And I'm not sure how that additive-free... Right. And by the time this airs, who knows what it'll be. But we're going to enjoy this bottle, right, Chia. Yes, sir. Because it's good. Are you ready? I am. Salud. Salud. All right, Matt, what did you get on that one? All right, so this is really complex. It is. This is really dynamic. So I left it in my mouth for a little bit, and I was really getting a lot of spices. Okay, sure. It was a a nice flavor of different spices. And then as soon as I swallowed, there was a rush of fruit. Then there was a little bit of a vegetal note, maybe the tastings of what that hay note would be on the nose, you know, like yeah, yeah. doesn't taste like grass though. It's just, no, kinda, no. it's a vegetal note. Then the agave, <laughs> fi- finally the agave sure. came to play. And then a really nice, like more fruit and spice on the finish. Just a touch of like citrus fruits and gentle spices on the finish. It's still going. This is 80 it's proof good. and it so has a good. long finish. Yeah. How about you? A lot of the same. However, I'm getting this really wet, cooked agave in lieu of what we were calling pumpkin on the nose. Okay. Became this this really deep green agave flavor. So for you, for you, that vegetal note was maybe more of an agave yep. note. Okay. Yep. I still got like butternut squash and yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, there's a butternut squash note. I know. It's great. It, I don't know if it's the sweetness and a butteriness that makes me think of squash. No, you're, or, or you're right. No, you're right on. And, or if it's the label that's putting that in my mind with that orange, fla- that orange color. But yeah. there, there's a but, butternut but we squash. Just, we just mentioned the labels have been facing you for an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I had kind of even forgotten this thing had an orange label. Mm. Again? Please. (laughs) Second sip. Okay, that time, I got a little bit more oak. Okay. I got a little bit more of like the vanilla, the caramel. I got a little bit more of the barrel on that one. Yeah. 
And I thought it was really interesting that mid-palate, I got a little drying sensation on my tongue, even though the rest of my mouth is watering and still is. Like I can, I'm working hard not to be slopping here on the microphone, but I still get some fruit or some, you know, like yellow orange tuber. This is amazing. Yeah. Now this, for me, this sip, I got more of that cooked agave and orange peel. Orange peel. I got orange peel on yeah. towards the finish. That fruit was more of an orange peel for okay. me. Okay. Really, really nice. This thing is so good. It's the nuance of all of those flavors, kind of bouncing back and forth. That's what makes this thing so tasty. It is. This is a special bottle. I love this bottle. Now, have you had the Blanco? Have you tried the other permutations? Look at the repo that I brought. The seal is still intact. I haven't yeah. even tried it yet. Right. This is. These are my first Pasote bottles. Okay. So Blanco, you haven't touched either. I haven't touched it. I don't even have one. Oh, okay. All right. So just the repo. Okay. Yeah. All but right. when I find one, I'm scooping that up. Yeah, sure. Especially with that 1139, right? Is that what no, you said? No, 1579. 1579. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wrong camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you cabaretists, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, this is Felipe's house. This is All El right. Pendio. This is 1579. And some cool similarities and departures from, say, one of our favorites there, G4. Yeah. Similarities using two different water sources. This Pasote is rainwater and deep well water. Hmm. And the G4 has always been a mix, but it is... Rainwater and spring water. What do you think of that? Wouldn't the spring be the well? Wouldn't the well be the spring? I I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what I, what changes in that water when it's deep well yeah. versus percolating Coming up through up the right, earth and a little more volcanic, maybe at the top. Maybe. Or, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. And then I mean, rainwater is going to taste different than that because, yeah. of course, it's gone through a cycle. And, and I love that they're blending the water. I love yeah. that that they mix the water together well, and it, to have a little bit of both. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference because I think that we've both tasted things and and we're picking out that it's a different water. It's a highland versus yeah. lowland. Well, and, and, and the, we're not getting a ton of minerality. Are you? There's not a ton no, of minerality. No, here. no. This is more uh, of a lot of other flavors, but a lot of earth, a lot of grass. What I wasn't getting the first time we cracked this, this pumpkin butternut squash yeah. flavor. Yeah. Really oh, nice. Oh my gosh. Usually when I say vegetal, yeah. it's more of a general term, like re- referring to more of the husk of the vegetable, like the rind of the watermelon or the bottom of the celery. The I, part t- I tend to hang out more in the green areas when I say vegetal. I'm thinking more green. Green peppers. I would not and- be, not even green peppers. I'm, I'm, I can get with you on the, the celery stalk or the broccoli stem or whatever. I don't know. I guess I don't even know how else to explain it. <laughs> or like an uncooked butternut squash. Oh, yeah. Compared to a cooked butternut squash. For sure. Right? That's a different flavor. Yeah. All right. Enough talking about food. Let's... I know. Now I'm kind of hungry. What are we... <laughs> one, one more zip. Yeah. Salud. So I'll go first. And that time, I got a lot more barrel notes. I got a lot of really nice oak flavors. 
Was it even more drying for you? I feel like we are one sip off. <laughs> okay. Because I got back to grassy okay. hay, pumpkin. Definitely, I'm getting that same drying mid-palate, but I got all the oak on the last sip. I love how where, this thing... It's where just, were you? <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that, that's the beauty of tasting with somebody, tasting with your yeah. friends, right? Because yeah. one person might get oranges and tangerines and the right. next person might get, you know, caramels and vanillas. And that's what's so great about this. But holy cow, are you going to be able to pull from a number of different oh things yeah. with, you know, certain bourbons... It's pretty limited sometimes, right? Yeah, you Caramel, think vanilla, so? and sure, oak, right? Sure, sure. But with a with an añejo like this, you know, it's like pulling from the '64 crayons as opposed to how I, I got the '16. You, you know, get, like yeah. one, one year I got the '24. I thought I was really, you know, you were I was baller. Ro- yeah. I was rolling, <laughs> right? Did it have the sharpener at the only bottom? Only the '64 had the sharpener, baby. Oh. You didn't know, like only the big one had the sharpener. I didn't know. Yeah. You weren't oh. into crayons? I mean, everyone was into crayons. No, I got I got like the little nubs. Fucking social studies. <laughs> <laughs> Color the Ganges River blue. Yeah, no, I had to steal the little nubs from church. And <laughs> that's all I got. We was poked. Oh, man. But you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, you can pull from so many different things with this because it's so complex. And I'm all in on it, you know? Like, this is a great... Oh, my gosh. I'm excited about fan. this. This is... Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Pesote fan. I think you're going to try to make an alliteration or, or a rhyme. I was trying to. Yeah. But you couldn't do it. I felt, I felt short. Yeah. <laughs> and I called you out on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's all right. But... Oh. I think we've reached the Peripatia. You could have stuck that with Pasote, because nobody knows what that means. <laughs> Do you have... Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were looking up Peripatia. I am. <laughs> In literature or... Plays the peripatia is kind of the climax where the story kind of hits the point where we get to what we do. I mean, this is what we do, right? We quick sip. Ah. I I might need a little, just a little bit more. How I, about yeah? You're a little so long. that third sip of tequila ended up being bigger than I wanted it to be. Yeah. And I'm not upset. No, it was good. Because it's tasty. But yeah, I'm, we're going to have to reload. We're going to have to pour these up. Okay, while we're pouring these, give me one or two movies that you love, you've watched a million times, but probably didn't do great in the box office. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But definitely your wife, your friends, your family, they don't like watching it with you. All right, sure. Yeah, I... Two come to mind right away, and I think one you love, um, which is Big Trouble in Little China. I love it with an asterisk. Okay. <laughs> I cannot stand Kurt Russell's terrible John Wayne. The persona that he puts on. Yeah. yeah. And he, if you think there's nothing <laughs> out there, 
And that's a terrible John it's, Wayne, but I think that's a pretty solid Kurt Russell doing John Wayne. It it's it is its it own. It gets annoying. It's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess the second one would be Constantine. Never seen it. Oh, really? See, I love that movie, and I just my family will say, "Are you watching that again?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's good." I gotta be honest, I'm not a huge Keanu Reeves fan. Really? Again. Similar to Kurt Russell putting on this John Wayne phony accent, I feel like Keanu Reeves delivers every line the exact same way. Whoa. Right, that maybe that was moving into Beavis and Butthead territory, but is he just Unless he, he's saying, I am an FBI agent. No, and that sounds the exact same as every other line. <laughs> now Point Break is a totally different story. Oh, that's, I mean, that's I killer. I have watched that a hundred times. People love that movie. I'm not sure what I it did in the box office. I wouldn't office. put that one on the list. No, yeah, no, no. Constantine, never seen it. All right, well, you've got to watch Constantine. Okay. I'll let you take a pass on another viewing of Big Trouble in Little China. And then what about you? I've already mentioned G.I. Jane like five <laughs> times tonight. Have you seen this movie? I think I've seen it once. Okay. So I will rewatch it for you. It's some, there's some good elements, but if we're going to talk about like bigger flops, okay, movies that nobody likes but I love, I'm going to give you two. All right. Kind of in the same realm. In the Army Now. <laughs> Polly Shore, Andy Dick. It's I'm going to throw... Th- I'm gonna it's throw, so ridiculous. It is. I'm going to throw this out there for you. I think Pauly Shore is the most underrated comic of the 90s. Wow. That's a bold statement. I think that the only reason Adam Sandler got away with all the gibberish talk, that hoody hoo right? Yeah. Is because we already got broken into it with Pauly Shore doing the weasel thing. Sure. He was, sure. he just, it just didn't have the same appeal. I think he was incredible. I did love Encino Man. Encino. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. So in the army now. All right. And then I just mentioned Adam Sandler doing gibberish talk. I'm going to go with Airheads. That one might be one that I haven't seen. Ooh, Nice. It's about a band that breaks into a radio station to get their song played on the radio so they can get a record contract. Okay. Brendan Fraser is the front man. Oh my gosh. I think I might have... I remember right? I remember previews about this, but I don't, I don't okay. think I ever... Yeah, I may have just taken, taken a pass on it. I have seen it. this at least a hundred times. <laughs> Not only just a few of them in the movie theater. Steve Buscemi is like the bass oh player or guitar God. player or something, right? Adam Sandler's the drummer. Is this one of his first projects? Did he take the reins or was he just an actor on this one? Adam Sandler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was just an actor. Okay. This this would have been... I don't know where it falls in the whole Happy Madison. No, I know, but it just, it's great that Steve Buscemi ends up being in so many of his movies, oh gosh, you know? right. Like, yes, Absolutely. All right, so these are two, two flops and a bonus. You got to right. give me a bonus because I gave you G.I. Jane, Airheads, and In the Army Now. Okay, so a movie that I've seen a, a million times. Yeah. 
You, we were geeking out earlier. You mentioned Waterworld. Is this one that you've seen a hundred times? I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've I've seen it a bunch of times. Okay, sure. but I mean, have you you've seen it though? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the big deal is. I thought it ruled. <laughs> um, second secondhand lions. Well, what was secondhand lions? Oh. That's with the Haley Joel Osment as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah and he's yeah, got yeah. these two uncles. One is Kane. Yeah. Kane, and the other one is... Michael Kane. Michael Kane and... Robert Duvall. The other one is Robert Duvall. Okay, so th- you this You've got one... to see. You've got to see that movie. Hey, you know what? No, I've seen it. Okay. I don't know that I've seen it a million times. I'll give this one to you. Budget was $30 million. Box office was only 48 There you go. So something of a flop, especially considering... And most movie fanatics will tell you it is well done, it is well cut, and it is you know a great story, a great movie. But the best is when like he's... That. when the When the local ruffians walk in to the whatever, the and the three of them are at the bar, and they start... From trouble, you know, mm-hmm. and Robert Duvall just manhandles yeah. the, the main ruffian, yeah. you know, and he goes on this tirade about his, I, I did two tours in Vietnam, and I did this, and I did that, and I loved one woman all my life, and like his his whole oh, thing. Robert Duvall so, can put on a good tirade. That is so watchable. I mean, when this when we're done here, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that for you. We're gonna play that little YouTube hit. And is this after The Sixth Sense? Is Haley Joel Osment like supposed I to be able a, to draw in a crowd that, and he didn't? I would guess I would guess that this is after that because he's quite young in The Sixth Sense. Yeah, Sixth Sense was 1999 and this one was 2003. All right. I'm in. That's a <laughs> All right. Secondhand Lions. Nice pull. All right. Thanks. So we'll We'll pour a couple of glasses. We'll sit down. We'll watch those together. I will endure air, airheads. And you can watch secondhand lines. Airheads. Very quotable. Right. In the Army now, right. very quotable. All right. All right. I take your word for it. But let's, let's reel it back in and let's, yeah. get, let's get this ready because I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I don't know about you. I am ready. Now is the time for the quick sips. Oh, yeah. Now, we've got a little bit of a proof differential again. Yeah. Common problem. I still think we can go whiskey to tequila. Right. And start off that way. Yep. Small sip of the whiskey, larger sip of the tequila. Proportionally speaking, not necessarily just a big swig of tequila, just bigger than the bourbon. I'm not shooting my whole riddle here. No. (laughs) Did you fill it to the top? I've got, I poured seven ounces of tequila. <laughs> All right, so remind everybody, what are we drinking here in the whiskey? All right, so this is the Bullet Bourbon Single Barrel 104 Proof. And we're going to go right into the Pesote Añejo. Ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. What'd you get? I mean, I got the most... Adult fruit salad you could have ever hoped for. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was just... Okay, so oh, the, the bourbon... <laughs> Hold on, I can't talk. <laughs> Adult fruit salad. Oh, 
Okay. All right. So sometimes in the morning, I will have like a bagel with this like apricot preserves. Okay. And yeah. I, it, it's just, I mean, for me, it just hits mm-hmm. all my, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, for a little bit during about mid-palate, I got that apricot preserves on the on the bourbon. Okay. So it was great, you know, lots of good bourbon notes, uh, the caramel, the fruit. When I sipped the tequila, again, the whole point of why we do this is to lengthen that finish, to yeah. open up all those things, and it's exactly yeah. what I got. So Aww. great spice notes. It really separated some more of those baking spices that I... Would have more or less just gone with like a basic cinnamon or a basic nutmeg before. Now I can pick out, you know, much more, you know, of all of those different spices, you oh, know. And, wow. and the fruit maintained itself throughout the entire finish. Yeah. Into the barrel notes, into the agave notes. There was still fruit all the way into the finish. That was, that was lovely. I'm with you. That was lovely. <laughs> On the bourbon, remember when I was mentioning Grand Marnier? Yeah. Because of the orange and the marmalade or whatever, it, it turned into more honey. Oh, so it's okay. almost like orange honey or mm. apricots soaked in honey. Ooh. Have you ever had this? We're getting hungry, I think. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, this has such a great fruit note. Yeah. And then... I cheated just a little bit. I had to kind of swirl my tequila glass, and it took two good swirls to kind of break it up a little bit and give me that pumpkin smell. Ooh, yeah. And then I went in. I was waiting to get that smell. All right. Just to see if I could carry on that taste. Wave a little pumpkin and go, okay, come on in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it, it became, when, when you're talking about barrel notes and you're getting cinnamon, I'm getting... Cinnamon, brown sugar. Oh yeah. On on butternut and acorn squash. So I just I just stayed on that squash note. Mm. And I I was kind of waiting for it to get it. Yeah. And then I, I think that affected everything that came after. I mean for me. I, that was that was glorious. The finish was so long. Yes. And and I want to just turn to the bullet and say thank you. For, yeah. giving, for giving me the finish of the pisote. I think so. Because without the bullet, I wouldn't have gotten that well, l- super long finish. Right. And we tasted this on our own, and we were getting that cut grass. We were getting the cut hay. We were getting a nice finish. We were trying to think of different things it could go with when we first tasted it yeah. weeks ago. It's not until today when matched with this bullet that this, this pumpkin and orange mm. note comes out. And and that's the oh, best part about so good. sipping spirits together yeah. is that you can kind of pick out different things. Maybe there's a little bit of caramel still in your on your palate when you go into that blanco, and now you're that's getting, the whole point. Yeah, it's the whole point yeah, of the quick sip. One thing. Oh, what? Oh, now you're grabbing for your phone. Do I gotta do it again? <laughs> I love it. Oh, I surprised you with it. You got me so that time. Good. I wasn't so good. ready. Oh, all right, so now we are going oh, to go man, the pisote and then straight into 
the bullet single barrel. Yeah, and this one, I mean, again, lower proof, lighter in color, more delicate. Yeah. I think we're going to have to take a good, we might even approach the swig. Yeah, like a mouthful of the tequila. Good mouthful. Maybe a small sip of the bourbon. Yep. Yep. Salute. Salute. So I think it's safe to call these switch hitters Mm. because I love it both ways. I like it either way. And I didn't mean for that to get naughty there, but I was referring more to strictly baseball, but... Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) That was just as good. I really got... You know, on the nose, the bourbon... Coming off the heel of the tequila, the bourbon was just more oak. More oak and caramel. The fruit kind of died down on the nose, but then on the palate... I got that wash of fruit, and it really lengthened the finish. It was, it was interesting how it, there was like this initial, like oak spice, mm-hmm. but then a second wave of like cinnamon, you know, and the alcohol hit was almost a secondary wave of of heat or spice, but that fruit was still there, and I, maybe not as much of the baking spices for me. You know, okay. I didn't get a lot of pumpkin. Yeah. On on the bourbon side of it, you know. Okay. But I, I love that. How about you? So again, we're not really resting or rinsing or doing anything. So I think just having done the first direction still influences the second. Sure. The tequila. The finish was lengthened. I almost waited an extra couple of seconds for the tequila finish to die down before I went into the bourbon. Okay. Just to give the tequila its full due. And I'm telling you... If, if our listeners go out and buy these two bottles, and I realize the bullet is a store pick, and it might be a little bit tougher, yeah, but sure. you know, find something that matches up and just go back and forth all mm. night. It is going to be amazing. Yeah. The tequila, which it just keeps getting better in yeah. this process. Into the bourbon, I just, I got so much fruit and honey and barrel, a little bit of oak. Finish takes forever. Ever. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at you, say, holding up my finger like, yeah. no, give me another minute. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. just what a great experience. Yeah, and the fact that it's so mouth-watering means that we can sip these and then just chill for five, yeah. for five minutes or ten minutes. We don't have to keep sipping and keep sipping because our mouths are still watering and we're still oh enjoying gosh. these aftertastes. Right. Like it's... These pair up so well oh, together. Yeah. This was and a nice open pair. each other up so nicely. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We're going to label this Fancy Fruit Friday or something. Fancy I don't, I don't know. Fruit Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should call this Matt's Uncle's Marmalade Pocket. Oh, the Pesote Peripatia. But I enjoyed it. How about you? Again, two bottles that go so well together. Yeah. No, they're, they're great. They're great. We've graduated from the random bottles. Yeah, I think so. We're, we're really finding two bottles that really work well together. This is awesome. Yeah, and it's all for you, the listener out there. Right. We're doing this work for you. Yes. Singular, <laughs> the listener. Yeah. All right. So Final thoughts. Give me final thoughts. Uh, you know, final thoughts. I... I think as, as much as I would like to try to keep the proof down to, mm-hmm. to match up with, with the tequila, you know, because it has such a great fruit influence, yeah. it's a little more tame. If you can find something similar or find these two bottles, highly recommend it. You know, 
give us a comment or a review. Maybe we can help you with something like this, you know? Maybe we can help you pair. Maybe you already have a bourbon, and we could help you pair a tequila with it. Help me help Help you. you. Definitely not a box office flop. (laughs) Give me a quote from one of your movies that you drop on the regular. Oh, man. I always use from Die Hard. Okay. When the guy who, from the burbs, he's down in the, down in the manhole, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, but shut it down. Shut it down now. Yeah. It's art. So, yeah, it's art. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but that didn't come from your three flops. It didn't. No. Well, so Big Trouble in Little China, I mean, I yeah. could quote. A million different But do you quotes. regularly drop the quote in everyday life? Like you would shut it down, shut it down now. Every, every now and then I'll go, oh, God, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When that, when that floating eyeball thing starts flying around. Right, right. <laughs> There's it's, like eight people who know what we're talking it's, about right it's now. It's usually when I come home and like my dogs have done something that I really regret, you know, <laughs> and I want to just turn around and leave the house. I'm like, oh, God, don't tell me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Even more obscure from Airheads, why would I say this regularly, but I do? I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> I'm, Living with you has got to be a treat, man. I I don't know. (laughs) Just ask my wife and kids. All right, so that that about wraps it up for us. We're gonna we're gonna say thank you for hanging in there with us. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a five star review. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it out loud. And if you join us, if you join our group on Facebook. Or if you want to get in touch with us through Instagram, you can find us at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We want to thank Joby once again for our music. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, and now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. That was a long, I drawn out, but I don't know. Maybe you can fix it it in editing. Oh, nobody will even know anything happened. (laughs) They'll just be like, Parapatia?